seems like all Americans are smiling because of what you did. Just when it seemed like we didn't have any friends, there you were. My brother Bill's in the Army. He called home and said Canada was a good friend. And in this bad time, we need all our friends. I never visited your country, but maybe someday I will. I've seen pictures of it, and it's beautiful. And I do love hockey. I don't know why that man with the beard doesn't like us, but I'm glad you do. Uh-oh, I have to go now, because my mom's calling me for dinner. And I have homework to do. Well, tonight when I go to bed, I'll pray to God that he will bless you for what you did. P.S. Canada, you have a special place in my heart and my country's heart. You're listening to CITR Radio, FM 102, Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and the Nardwar, the Human, Serviette Radio Show. And who do we have in the studio right now? Hello, are you there? I is here, goes. This is Crazy Ed. Who crazy are, as ever. Who are you, Ed? Please explain. Well, just this crazy guy with a bunch of crazy records. We got some crazy records today, man. So crazy that we began with a record I suggested today on the Nardwar yeah. Human Serviette Radio Show. Ed Lasco, welcome back to the Nardwar Human Serviette Radio Show. Well, thank you for having me. Promote the vote. That's what today's all Promote about. Promote the vote. Pro- That's right. Promote- get, get out there on Monday and vote. Vote vote as many times as you want. uh, Maybe not. In the Canadian general election, and if you've been following the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, I've done a few interviews with some of the leaders over the past couple weeks. I think you may have seen a couple of those, haven't you, Ed? I certainly have. Yeah, I saw you getting carried away with uh, uh, Harper's strong-arm men. Yes, wasn't too much success in that respect. But today on the Nardwarda Human Serviette Radio Show, we're going to delve more into political records. And we began today, Ed. What are you, Ed? You're a Vancouver record collector. That's what we say you are. Well, Vancouver that's record right. collector. Yeah, there's everything in the collection. There's all kinds of stuff. So when Nardwar phones me up and said, let's do a political show, I thought, oh, what a challenge. Gee, I wonder if I could pull that off. And it's a bit of a challenge, too, because over the past couple of weeks, I've been playing a few political records here and there. So we're going to try to bring you on. Unheard political records. But to begin the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show here today was a record of mine, actually, that I brought in. Thank You, Canada. Love, Shelley. All about how Ken Taylor helped rescue those six Americans in Iran at the Canadian Embassy. And Ken Taylor, rest in peace, the Canadian ambassador, died the other day. So this goes out to Ken Taylor. And this was a record written by Shelley saying, Thank you, Canada, for all that you've done. Canadian-American relations. So we're going to venture a bit into America on this show, aren't we, Ed? Well, um, I, I think so. And she, she was, what, eight years old? Thank you, Shelley. Love Canada. Thank you, Canada. Love Shelley on A&M Records. P.S. Canada, you have a special place in my heart and in my country's heart. And to begin the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show with Ed's contributions. We're going to begin with the ultimate Canadian right now, aren't we? On record. This is this is uh, the Tommy Douglas recorded at Queens Park in New Westminster, 
and uh, describes uh, the the political situation. Uh, it, I, I don't know if it, not just in Canada, but I think everywhere in the world. And it um, who was Tommy Douglas? In case people don't know, he was. Uh, I guess he was the very first leader of the NDP. Uh, that the NDP used to be called something else. The uh, CCF. That's right. Uh, I can't remember federation. I can't remember Canadian C federation. Can you fill in the blank? It was CCF, which yeah. is close to CPP, or basically whatever the Russians called themselves. And we'll have a Russian <laughs> record a bit later there, too, on an Ardward Human Survey Radio show. We're doing all sorts of different political stuff. But this Tommy Douglas record, Ed, where did you get it? And it's interesting because it's a speech of his recorded in New Westminster. Uh, New Westminster. There is no minister in New Westminster. Uh, but anyway, no, I've had it so long, I don't know where I got it. But uh, I was delighted to get it because I, I remember, you know, back in the day, you, you'd hear this uh, on the radio from time to time. So it was uh, sort of a minor political classic in its day. This was recorded back way back when in 62. And we're going to follow it up with possibly one of the more interesting political records I Didn't Know by Brian the Tuna, all about the Tunagate scandal and the Mulroney government scandal Tunagate that happened in the 1980s. I don't even remember that, but you know how I think of Brian Mulroney? I think he was the greatest traitor this country has ever known. And very fitting of this great record, I Didn't Know Brian the Tuna. But before that, perhaps we're going to begin with perhaps one of the greatest Canadian political records, followed up with probably one of the worst Canadian <laughs> records, which probably makes it the best, because worst is best in our minds, right, Ed? Well, A lot of the worst is the best. Well, this is good, yes. So here's Tommy Douglas on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show with special guest DJ... Eddie J. Doing promote the vote. Mouseland story. Called Mouseland. Mouseland was a place where all the little mice lived and played and were born and died. And they lived much as you and I do. They even had a parliament. And every four years they had an election. They used to walk to the polls and cast their ballots. Some of them even got a ride to the polls. Got a ride for the next four years afterwards, too. <laughs> Just like you and me. And every time on election day, all the little mice used to go to the ballot box and they used to elect a government. A government made up of big, fat, black cats. Now, if you think it's strange that mice should elect a government made up of cats, you just look at the history of Canada for the last 90 years, and maybe you'll see that they weren't any stupider than we are. <laughs> Now, I'm not saying anything against the cats. They were nice fellows. They conducted the government with dignity. They passed good laws. That is, laws that were good for cats. But the laws that were good for cats <laughs> weren't very good for mice. 
One of the laws said that mouse holes had to be big enough so a cat could get his paw in. <laughs> Another law said that mice could only travel at certain speeds <laughs> so that a cat could get his breakfast without too much physical effort. All the laws were good laws for cats, but all oh, they were hard on the mice. And life was getting harder and harder. And when the mice couldn't put up with it anymore, they decided something had to be done about it. So they went en masse to the polls. They voted the black cats out. And they put in the white cats. <laughs> now they... The white cats... The white cats had put up a terrific campaign. They said, all that Mouseland needs is more vision. They said, the trouble with Mouseland is those round mouse holes we've got. If you put us in, we'll establish square mouse holes. And they did. And the square mouse holes were twice as big as the round mouse holes. <laughs> and now the cat could get both his paws in. <laughs> and life was tougher than ever. And when they couldn't take that anymore, they voted the white cats out and put the black ones in again. And then they went back to the white cats and then to the black cats. They even tried half black cats and half white cats. <laughs> And they called that coalition. <laughs> they even got one government made up of cats with spots on them. <laughs> they were cats that tried to make a noise like a mouse, but they ate like a cat. <laughs> you see, my friends, the trouble wasn't with the color of the cats. The trouble was that they were cats. And because they were cats, they naturally looked after cats instead of mice. Presently, there came along one little mouse who had an idea. My friends, watch out for the little fellow with an idea. And he said to the other mice, look, fellas, why do we keep on electing a government made up of cats? Why don't we elect a government made up of mice? Oh, they said he's a Bolshevik. Lock him up. <laughs> so they put him in jail. But I want to remind you that you can lock up a mouse or a man, but you can't lock up an idea. If BCIs are happy, your pension's not safe today. In the midst of commons uproar, 
You can hear our singing your say. Tuna, tuna, tuna. Tuna, tuna, la. Tuna, tuna, tuna. Now, pieces, don't you cry. Tuna, tuna, tuna. Tuna, tuna, la. It's a PC tuna line. When PC eyes are gleaming, twould be like a banking fling. To the tuna of bailout dollars, you can hear the farmer sing. Everybody sing now. Tuna, tuna, tuna. Tuna, tuna, line. Tuna, tuna, tuna. Now, please, don't you cry. Tuna, tuna, tuna. Tuna, tuna, lie. Tuna, tuna, tuna. I tell it to you. It's a PC tuna lie. If PC eyes are smiling and our dollars badly bent. Free trade won't make much difference. He thinks he's president. Tuna, tuna, tuna. Tuna, tuna, tuna. Tuna, tuna, tuna. Now, please don't you cry. Tuna, tuna, tuna. Tuna, tuna, It's a PC tuna line. I I really didn't know. Nobody told me. She didn't tell me that the tuna was rancid on the shelf. Je ne savais pas. Vraiment, je ne savais pas. C'est la vérité. Welcome to Russian Bandstand. This is your host, Nikita Clarkchev. In Russia, almost everybody watches Russian Bandstand. Now everybody watches Russian Bandstand. <laughs> Next is number one song in Russia. <laughs> But we don't like that song. You got to like that song. It's number one song. But we don't like. Who else doesn't like that song? I don't like any other song. Too late, comrade. Now, anybody else don't like? We like that song. All right, now a word from our sponsor. You better listen. Light up Stroganoff. New short-length cigarette. Each cigarette, two puffs. That's all you got time for. Work 22 hours a day, salt mine. It's only cigarette with microphone filter. So be careful, comrades. Secret police are listening. It's only cigarette I smoke. 
Right, Comrade Mamarelachev? Right. It's the only cigarette you can buy. Next on Russian bandstand is country's number one singing star, Nikita Preslichev. What are you going to sing, Nikita? <laughs> no, that's the wrong song. Tomorrow we have new number one singing star. Tomorrow we have new number one song. Hey, comrade, we are secret police. Tomorrow we have new host on the Russian bandstand. And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ. Crazy. Doing promote the... Promote the vote. Promote the vote. Because this Monday in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and all across the nation is the federal election. And I remember, in Russia, you got nobody to vote for. So we are playing Canadian, American, Russian, rock and roll related political records that fit in the promote the vote. Imagine that Russian category. bandstand was from 1959, Nordware, and they were talking about... Uh, filters with microphones in them, my goodness, right out of 1994. How 1994 is coming to pass. And tell us more about Russian Bandstand. What type of record was that? Who did that? That was Spencer and Spencer. That was on the Hot 100 for, uh, for two whole weeks and topped out at number 91. It was a huge hit. What is the deal on Spencer and Spencer? Uh, well, there were a couple guys that uh, wanted to do some humorous things. Um, I only know one other record by them um, was a takeoff on Stagger Lee, which was a huge hit uh, a little earlier in the day by uh, <clears throat> Lloyd Price. Uh, not terribly uh, good or interesting, but uh, Russian Bandstand has always been a, one of my favorites. And before that, we heard Brian the Tuna. What do you think about Brian the Tuna and the Tuna song, Ed? Well, I think that Mulroney was the biggest trader this country has ever seen. Um, what he did for the pharmaceutical companies was worth, uh, should have been worth $10 million to, to them alone. Uh, we've been paying for it ever since. And, uh, you know, when Mulroney stepped down, do you remember that, and this was reported in the papers, uh, all his friends got together, starting with the pharmaceuticals, and they tossed him a little book. Do you remember that, Nardwar? No, but I did remember about Tuna Gate, about the rancid tuna on the West Coast well, that was happening, and that's what this record was all about. And I don't remember that at all, but you, you know, the, that little book was uh, a bank book, and you know what was in the, the, the bank book? Go ahead, Ed. One million dollars! A nice parting gift. Yeah, very nice. And that was when? Back in the uh, 80s uh, when Marooney was around? Late 80s, early 90s perhaps? Yeah, early 90s I think he stepped down. And before that, we heard, before Brian Natuna, we heard Tommy Douglas. And actually, Brian Natuna wasn't actually Brian Mulroney. It was another artist calling himself Brian Zatuna. We heard Tommy Douglas, which you think is a rare song, Ed, because I asked you, is this unique song we heard by Tommy Douglas, leader of the CCF NDP? We heard the, what did we hear, Ed? Well, it was the Mouseland story, not a song, but, um, but a, a parody, I guess you would call that. <clears throat> and uh, very unique. Uh, I don't know of anything else like it. Um, and how does that end? You can't kill an idea. So there's an idea that, that still keeps on. 
But, uh, you know, in this election, you know, it seems to me we've got three guys with... Uh, well, actually, pretty... there's four. Elizabeth May, too. Well, I don't know if you can count her. They, yes, they... we have to count her. Well, um, I, I, I personally um, have, have a lot of sympathy for the Green Party, but they're only projected to win one seat. Oh, so. well, you never know until then. And we're not actually speculating today on the Nardwar to Human Serviette Radio Show. We're playing the hit, said. And what do you got coming up right now? Right now. What do we have right now? Oh, well, okay. The, this, is, um, this is kind of uh, political. We've got uh, immigrants are in the news. So this, this is uh, a song that actually uh, came out in 1962 by a guy named Ken Winsey. I don't know. I think I kind of think he was uh, from Toronto, but he was out here on the coast. And uh, uh, this is a, a story that was uh, hitting the front pages of, of all the newspapers. And this was a scandal uh, involving an immigrant by the name of Weldoon Chan. Um, I won't give it away, I don't think, is because most of this stuff is uh, is is in the song. So um, should we just spin it in our world let the people hear the, the story of this immigrant? Weldon Chan on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Promote the vote with special guest DJ. Crazy. No sound. You got nothing up? Nothing up? Get it up? Okay. And just uh, as this is going, Ed, why don't you just tell us a little bit about Weldon? Well, I just Weldon I sure. Well, like I say, it was a front page uh, story in the newspaper, and then as uh, you know, the days went along or the weeks went along, it uh, went back to page three, four, eight, ten, and I don't know uh, whatever happened. I don't know the upshot of this. Uh, I sort of suspect they never caught up with him because the. The, the Mounties were trying to catch up with uh, with Weldon Chan. I don't think they ever did. And we're also going to hopefully hear the B-side. What can you say about that, Ed? This will I get this back right. Well, the B-side of this record. Now, I remember the well, the, the Weldon Chan side. I remember them playing that on the, the radio, although uh, it never became a, a hit record, but it was certainly uh, a hot topic back in its day. But I was talking to... Um, a semi-famous Vancouver songwriter by the by the name of Al Parker, and um, I th- I think he had a copy of this, and I, and I said something about it, and he said, well, I wrote the the Jelly Bean song, which I I had no idea that he wrote it because it's uncredited, and he was telling me that um, the the Tories, the Conservatives had hired him to write uh, a song, and uh, so he did. Now, what that song was, I have no idea, and unfortunately, I don't think I even asked him about it, but, but then he said that the, the liberals uh, got, a, got a hold of him and said, well, do you think you can write us a song? And he said, full of brass, he says. He said, yes, I can, and then... Um, so then uh, a couple days later, he came up with the Jelly Bean. And that's what we're going to hear right after. Which is the first song we're going to hear right now again, Ed? Weldoon Chan. And Amber. Ember- there was an enterprising man. He lived in old Hong Kong. He thought he'd come to Canada. But here's what was wrong. He falsified a statement. That's how the fuss began. And now he is an outlaw, his name is Weldon Chan. Oh, 
Llewellyn Chan, where are you hiding? Oh, Llewellyn Chan, where are you hiding? Oh, Llewellyn Chan, where are you hiding? Don't you know that monkeys, they always get their land? They look for him in Newfoundland and in the Yukon too. They searching in Nanaimo and in the Caribou. I hear they go to Frisco next and afterwards Japan. And if it takes a hundred years, they'll catch you well in China. Oh, well in China, where are you hiding? Oh, well in China, where are you hiding? Oh, well in China, where are you hiding? Don't you know the monkeys, they always get their money. Mommy, mommy, where is dad? Our home is incomplete. Why must we run a grocery store way out in Fraser Street? Yes, well, then there you must return and face it like a man. It's never been so peaceful, cried Cunning Wild and Chan. Oh, well, then, Chan, where are you hiding? Oh, well, then, Chan, where are you hiding? Oh, well, then, Chan, where are you hiding? Don't you know the Monties, they always get their man. Did he import bags of opium? Did he smuggle Millen's rice? Did he bribe some poor young lawyer? Did he run a den of vice? Did he play a crooked mahjong game? Or cheated at Fantan? No, he falsified a statement. His name is Well and Chan. Oh, Well and Chan, where are you hiding? Oh, Well and Chan, where are you hiding? Oh, Well and Chan, where are you hiding? Now listen all you immigrants, don't do it on the sly. Be sure to check with Antipal or the FBI. Make friends with Ellen Fairclough. Be sure you are not banned. Or else you'll end up hiding like Paul Weldon Oh, well then, Chan, where are you hiding? Oh, well then, Chan, where are you hiding? Oh, well then, Chan, where are you hiding? Don't you know the monkeys, they always get their man. Oh, don't you know the monkeys, they always get their man. 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 is a candy spot. In fact, you can hardly see it at all. But the Tory fellas on the federal scene, they raise the price of the jelly bean. The jelly bean, the jelly bean. The Tory fellas on the federal scene, they drop the dollar on the federal scene and raise the price of the jelly bean. The jelly bean is a candy small. In fact, you can hardly see it at all. And like the Tory, it has been tried. But after all, there's only jelly inside. Only jelly inside. Only jelly inside. The Tory government has been tried. But when you scrape a little sugar aside, you find there is only jelly inside. Well, things are tough, and that is that. So many get thin while few are fat. Since bungling became a fad, 
The situation is jolly well bad, so jolly well bad, so jolly well bad. We need more jobs cause we've been had. With Tories on the federal scene, we can't afford a jelly bean. There isn't time to stall around, the cost are up and the dollar down. What is it worth? I tell you gents, only 92 and one half cents, and one half cents, and one half cents. It doesn't inspire much confidence, you never know how the dollar will fall. It might end up being nothing at all. Now the Liberals have a sensible plan With Lester Pearson, the peaceful man I'm going to vote for him and I can For Lester Pearson, the peaceful man Now the Liberals have a sensible plan With Lester Pearson, the peaceful man I'm going to vote for him and I can For Lester Pearson, the peaceful man The jelly bean, the jelly bean The Tory fellas on the federal scene They drop the dollar on the federal scene And raise the price of the jelly bean the jelly bean, the jelly bean, the Tory fellas on the federal scene. They drop the dollars on the federal scene and raise the price of the jelly bean. It's presidential press conference time. Check her here. It's question time. Mr. President, do you believe what Mr. Khrushchev has been saying lately? I do not believe what Mr. Khrushchev has been saying, basically because I do not understand Russia. <laughs> Marcel's here. Bop, bop, Mr. President, dang, da, dang, you, ding, da, ding, think the education bill will be passed, ding, dong, doom. Well, for your sake, sir, I certainly hope so. <laughs> Kingston's here. Mr. President, what do you plan to do about the recession? Well, I have spoken to the Secretary of Labor and the Secretary of Commerce, and uh, we feel the American people will be willing to bear any burden. And we have uh, floated a new bond issue, which in relation to the stock income tax on the previous gold standard on the interchange of the planetary between NATO and, and the four powers that exist, on the World Bank. The, the funds uh, recurrent from that alone, uh, we feel, might do it. If not, uh, my father will lend us a couple of dollars. Dwayne here. Mr. President, do you expect to add any new states to the Union during your administration? Yes, we are seriously considering Alaska and Hawaii. But Alaska and Hawaii are already in the Union. Is that a fact? <laughs> Emily's here. Mr. Kennedy, as a child, did you ever dream of being president? Constantly. <laughs> Next question, please. Mm, here. Mr. President, are uh, you planning to place in your administration for Mr. Sinatra? No, it is not true that I am looking for a job in my government for Frank Sinatra. However, I hope that in 64, if things do not go well for me, Mr. Sinatra will look for a job for me in his government. <laughs> Susie Wong here. Mr. President, do you believe American aid should be aimed at A, the Latin American countries, 
the Western Alliance and India, or B, the African nations, the Arab countries, and the neutral bloc? I think America will have to select two from column A <laughs> and one from column B on the family plan. President, Eisenhower often took trips abroad, and you hardly ever leave the White House. Why? Well, that's a problem of age. I'm not allowed to cross the street by myself. <laughs> Connie here. Mr. President, where does the First Lady buy her clothes? Now, I feel there are far more important things to talk about than when Mrs. Kennedy gets her clothes in a time like this when the world faces the problems it does. For example, I think a very important issue is, where do I get my clothes? <laughs> mm, Darren here. One more time, Mr. President, what is the relationship between you and Adelaide Stevenson? The relationship between Mr. Stevenson and myself has been and will continue to be one of respect, and rightly so, for I've earned it. <laughs> Auntie Taisha here. Mr. President, most people are interested in the little things about a great man's family. Like, sir, what are your family's musical tastes? I myself like our Broadway show tunes. Uh, one member of my family, of course, likes rock and roll and teenage music. And the other member favors our concerts, opera, ballet. That would be Jacqueline. No, that would be Caroline. <laughs> Emily's here. Mr. President, do you believe we can persuade Poland to leave the Russian camp? That all depends on how good a time Poland is having at the Russian camp. <laughs> now, I haven't spoken to Poland's counselor yet, but I understand Poland is doing very well in arts and crafts, beaded bag making, and intermediary swimming. Fats here. Mr. President, when you feel dull, tired, depressed, nerves on edge, what do you do to get rid of the pain of upset stomach and headache? I do what nine out of ten presidents do. I take aspirin and feel good.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ... Eddie J! And Eddie J, what are we doing today again? We're going to promote the, promote the vote. The Get vote of vote. what? The vote. The vote on Monday. Get out there and vote. The Canadian federal election on an Ardwater Human Serviette radio show. Over the past couple of weeks, I've had the chance to speak to some candidates, play some political music, but I thought it, I'd bring in special guest DJ Eddie J for even more politically tinged music, not just Canadian, but international as well. And what did we just hear in that last little set right there we heard about my daddy being the president? Little Joanne, my daddy is president. From uh, July '62, so JFK was president then. That that was that record uh, climbed up the Hot 100 to, all the way to number 67, was on the charts for five weeks. And before that, we had an interesting break-in record. Would you call it? That yeah, that was um, we played the Sicknicks uh, with the presidential press conference. That was from June '61. Uh, it bubbled uh, underneath uh, the Hot 100 for one whole week. It it made number five, 105. And before that, we began with George Cuba. George Cuba, yeah, our local record, um, recorded most likely in Vancouver, B.C., Canada, uh, an Al Parker song that uh, promoted Lester Pearson. And if you were listening closely to those lyrics, he was saying something about a 92 and a half cent dollar, which was scandalous back then. But uh, flash, flash, flash forward to today, and we wish we had a 92 and a half cent uh, dollar. Do you know when they devalue the dollar, Nardware, they devalue everything you own? Money is really important for you, Ed, isn't it? Money, um, let me explain money to you. Everyone wants money. Money is freedom. The more money you've got, the more freedom you've got, because the more choices you've got, you can do things. You can fly to Florida, and uh, you can fly to Hawaii, you can fly anywhere in the world. You can do anything you want if you can pay the bill. And people really love money and love singing about money and making records about money, like an Al Foreman. Well, that's true, but uh, you know, you also have to remember that in this election, all the politicians are trying to con you into believing they're going to put more money in your pocket. And I th- do think it's a con because you know, when it's all settled and done, you know, it's funny. But uh, when they put money in your pocket, it's it amounts to pennies. And every time there's a small increase in the tax rate it costs you big and thankfully there are records out there that tell you how you can get rich and get money Mm-hmm. we got one we got one coming up it's called the top five percent the incredible story which tells you why only five percent of the men in the richest land on earth achieve financial independence so we're going to play this but before we play that so we teach all you listeners about being the top five Percent. I'm not sure exactly when this record came out, but it uh, 1958. This came out. Really, the top five percent by Earl Nightingale. Copyright 1958. Well, they were way ahead of their time because everybody's talking about the top five percent and the top one percent. Guaranteed high fidelity. But before that, we have a local fellow here talking about money, an election issue. What can you say about Al Foreman? 
Yeah, well, this is a local piano player. He's uh, been in tons of uh, local blues bands and uh, was on the scene for a long, long time. In fact, I would I would be surprised if he still weren't uh, playing somewhere. So here we go. Al Foreman with Everyone Wants More Money. On the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show, promote the vote with special guest DJ. Hey, DJ. If you ain't got the dough Everybody wants more money Everybody wants more money Get the The same thing as you Everybody wants more money Everybody wants more money Everybody wants more money Money, honey, I can't get enough Hello, this is Earl Nightingale And I want to take just 13 minutes of your time To tell you about the most interesting and successful people in the world The people who belong to the top 5% I believe it's a group you'll want to belong to also. First, let me explain who belongs to this group now, and it's right here that you may as well prepare yourself for a shock. I want you to get a mental image of 100 young men standing in a line. These men are all 25 years of age. The world is ahead of them. Each of them has as much opportunity as the rest. They live in the richest country on earth, truly a land of abundance. Now, answer this question. What will have happened to these 100 young men by the time they're 65 years of age? In other words, let's turn the clock ahead 40 years. What do you think will have happened to these 100 men who started even at age 25? It's interesting, isn't it? Well, here are the statistics. By the time they're 65, one will be rich. Four will be independent for life. Five will be working, 36 will be dead, 
54 will be dependent. Let me repeat those figures so that you can get them firmly in your mind. 40 years after 100 young men start even at age 25, one is rich, four are independent, five will be working, and all the remaining survivors, 54, will be dependent on others or an agency for their support. So 5% makes the grade in life. This is the top 5%, and hence the title of this record. To ask you if you want to belong to the top 5% is really unnecessary. Of course you want to belong, and perhaps you already belong. When you discovered that only 5% of our people make the grade financially, were you shocked? You should have been, because this is really a serious indictment. Look at it this way. If you practiced playing the piano 8 hours a day, 40 hours a week, 50 weeks a year, for 40 years, I know you'll agree that you would be an accomplished pianist. Or what if you practiced anything, eight hours a day, five days a week, 50 weeks a year for 40 years? Medicine, law, selling, agriculture, teaching, carpentry, writing, anything at all. In 40 years, you can become an expert at anything, right? Of course. Well, the 54 men out of 100 who arrive at age 65 without having become financially independent in the richest land in the world have worked in our economy eight hours a day, five days a week, 50 weeks a year for 40 years, and haven't figured out in that length of time how to be financially independent for the remaining and certainly the best years of their lives. Why? How is this possible? Financial independence is certainly not a matter of luck. It's a simple matter of planning. How much money do you suppose the average man earns in 40 years? Well, going by present statistics, a man of even very average income should earn in excess of $200,000. That's a fifth of a million dollars. That's a fortune. Where does it all go? Well, while you're pondering this question, let me tell you what the experts say. They say that only 5% makes the grade because that's the group that does not conform. That's the group that does not follow the crowd. Let's take a quick look at conformity today and see what it can mean. If we conform, that is, if we act like everybody else, the odds are about 95 to 5 that we'll miss the boat too. Why do people conform? Well, not too long ago, the great Nobel Prize winning Dr. Schweitzer was asked in London, Doctor, what's wrong with men today? And the great doctor replied, men simply don't think. And that's the answer. Men conform because it seems like the easy thing to do, and because they've been taught to conform. From the time they were born, all through school, they were told what to do. They wanted to be liked, to belong to the group. They dressed, played, and acted like the other children. They didn't want to be different because children are sometimes cruel, to those who are different. They spent, let's say, at least 18 years learning to conform to their group. Then came the service. Again, they were told what to do. Again, they must conform. Suddenly, a man is out of service, out of school, and on his own for the first time. Now, what's the most natural thing in the world to do? Right. It's to look around and see what the other fellows are doing. Since we've always been told what to do, why should we start thinking for ourselves at age 25? 
So he gets a job and again looks around to see how the other fellows are doing their jobs. Now, since it seems to be a part of human nature to do no more than a person has to in order to get the weekly paycheck, again, he conforms. Now, we know he has 40 years to become great at what he does. Plenty of time. But does he do it? Not if he follows the crowd. Not unless he decides to join the top 5%. If we follow the crowd, we haven't got a chance. If we think independently and follow our good ideas with action and stay with it, nothing in the world can keep us from succeeding. Now, if you don't mind turning this record over, I'll tell you how you can become financially independent, how you can see to it that you'll never have to worry about an income again as long as you live. His eyes, they sparkle like diamonds. His dimples are simply divine. And he combs his hair like Napoleon. That's Pierre, the kissing PM. It's springtime again up in Ottawa. As the tulips, they start to appear. But the tulips that make all the ladies sigh are the tulips of kissing Pierre. To kiss him, the girls say it's groovy. They look for some more with great hope. So Pierre, the kissing prime minister, must gargle each morning with scope. His eyes, they sparkle like diamonds. His dimples are simply divine. And he combs his hair like Napoleon. That's Pierre, the kissing PM. The Liberals, they needed a leader As Pearson, he bid his farewell So they call a convention in Ottawa And the outcome you all know so well For Trudeau came up as the winner And Judy, she cried with a tear I have never served under a bachelor And I'm not going to start with Pierre His eyes, they sparkle like diamonds His dimples are simply divine And he combs his hair like Napoleon That's Pierre, the kissing PM Now life for Pierre is a challenge To kiss him is the game now at hand He's been buzzed by some beautiful damsels And the feeling they say is quite grand But what of those other dear maidens Who relish an onion a day Who poker up tight for a woozer And that's when Pierre runs away His eyes, they sparkle like diamonds his dimples are simply divine And he combs his hair like Napoleon That's Pierre the kissing PM So now we're to have an election The Tories they shout with the din Let Stanfield support you in comfort And on banana peels hope to slip in 
But the country now has Trudomania And the Liberals, their platform's quite clear It's not the promotion of Medicare But the hot lips of kissing Pierre His eyes, they sparkle like diamonds His dimples are simply divine And he combs his hair like Napoleon That's Pierre, the kissing Pierre His eyes, they sparkle like diamonds His dimples are simply divine And he combs his hair like Napoleon That's Pierre, the kissing Pierre There's room in the capital city for only one eligible swinger. And unfortunately for her, this seems destined to be PM, Pierre, PM, Pierre. In the commons in a new pair of sandals. Well, it's better than a new pair of scandals. Pierre, everybody's sitting wondering whether he'll show up any day in a suit of Spanish leather. If the adoration, adulation of the Trudeau generation fills your loving heart with despair, a society, just a society must check out the MPR, Pierre. Check out the MPR, Pierre. Check out the MPR. Hey, sock it to me, Trudy from Parliament Hill.
And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ Crazy Ed. And Ed, what have we been doing today? Promote the vote. What's going on? Please tell the people. Well, we, we've got a vote coming up on Monday. We've got to elect ourselves a new government and uh, possibly... And you've pro- I, I wanted to say probably, but, you know, that's me crossing my fingers, uh, a new prime minister. But we played a whole bunch of tunes in there relating to prime ministers from your collection. We just heard there the House of Commons with funky fuddle-duddle, the B-side. Yeah, I think the A-side's um, uh, more famous, but uh, that's the, the rare B-side. The House of Commons with the funky Fuddle Duddle, the famous Fuddle Duddle. Yeah. And AKA. Then... Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 yes. Yes, that's where, I, that's where that started, yes. But, but didn't that start, at, uh, start in BC? Somewhere in the interior of BC. Yeah. Prime Minister Pierre Elliott Trudeau cave to finger to some protesters. He was on a train, and uh, I, I forget what they were protesting. Do you know what they, what they were protesting? Something valid, I'm sure. Yeah, something current of the, the, the day, and uh, good old uh, Prime Minister Pierre gave him the finger and uh, and said something that nobody could understand. And in the House of Commons, uh, they called him out on it. What did you say to those protesters? And, you know... Pierre, he fumed for for a couple of minutes and then finally said, I said, fuddle-duddle. And, of course, there was no audio uh, to, to disprove that, it, that that's what he said. Of course, we all know that in reality he said the other thing. And if you check out some older Nardwar to Human Serviette radio shows, you can check out my interview with Justin Trudeau, Thomas Mulcair, and also Pierre Elliott Trudeau. There's a Pierre Elliott Trudeau interview. You can check that out on YouTube as well. Really? Or on the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show archives. And you're listening to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. And before the House of Commons, we heard Alan J. Ryan with PM Pierre. Right. About Pierre Elliott Trudeau. That's it. And before that, as well from your vaults, Ed, we heard the kissing PM, Shay Duffin. How come you've had that in your vaults? What did you collect that for? Well, I, I was picking up uh, any anything that was uh, political, and uh, I knew that uh, that, that was uh, about Mr. Trudeau. Um, he used to be uh, quite the eligible bachelor before he married uh, Margaret uh, Sinclair of... Uh, North Vancouver, um, so he was uh, he was dating uh, Hollywood starlets and he was dating movie stars. I think he d- he dated Leona Boyd, the the guitar player. He dated um, Barbara Streisand, the singer, and he was dating uh, all kinds of just gorgeous women. And so he, but he and I remember him wearing. Uh, uh, I have a very stylish hat, and he had a a cape, and I think he had a cane. He was uh, he was quite the dude. He was all duded up in '69, and he was uh, he was uh, well, you know, he had all that money, so he had all those choices, and uh, and he had lots of choices in his black book for who to date. And then I think he met Margaret Trudeau, Margaret Sinclair, at a swimming pool. 
had a swimming pool probably in North Van. Actually, I think it might have even been like in the Caribbean or something like that. Really? Where he was vacationing. Could have been North Van or West Vancouver as well. So that was Shay Duffin with the Kissing PM. And before that, Earl Nightingale with the top 5%, a record that I wanted to cut. I did cut a record there by mistake. <clears throat> Sorry about that. But I didn't cut Earl Nightingale. You were interested in hearing about that, Ed. Well, I was interested. You know, they, they talk about the top 5%, but, you know, they, that's all a bunch of BS because they always talk about, you know, the, the people that are making all that money. But, you know, that's not what's real because I, I've, I've actually been in the top 5%. Can you believe that? Nardwar, the little old lady here has, has um, was in the top 5% earners for uh, actually for quite a few years. But, you know, the bottom line is, is, is what you got in wealth, what you get to keep. And, you know, there's no way I'm, I'm in the, the, the top uh, 20% for, for wealthy people in this province, never mind in Canada. But we appreciate you being in the top 5% because that way, Ed, you can get the best records. And it made me think also, for all the records when you're out there buying a record, 150 bucks that for you is a lot to pay for a record, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is, yeah. Because I noticed that Jack White of the White Stripes, he bought Elvis's first acetate from 1953 for $300,000. What do you think about that, if you could tell me, Ed, a little bit about that? Because you know a lot about Elvis. Elvis's first record... Everybody loves more money. Um, You know, this is the kind of stuff you can do if you have free money. Jack White gets free money. (laughs) You know, people just say, hey, Jack, let's do this. I'll give you money. Lots of, lots of, lots of money. And, uh, you but know, specifically for that record, Ed, is it worth it? Is that Elvis record that Jack White bought, his first acetate from 1953, worth $300,000? Well, uh, how can you say it's not? Because, uh, you know, the money was paid. It's obviously worth it to Mr. White. Um, you know, it's a one of a kind. Uh, there, there are no other copies. Um, I would say it is one of the most valuable records in the world. The most valuable record in the world, actually, I think, is a quarryman acetate. You know, the pre-Beatles quarryman. There's a quarryman acetate, and that is more than $300,000. But still, I would say that for $300,000, Jack White has a lot of money. He got a good deal for get Elvis's, like Elvis, rock and roll, 1953, 300000 You think it's worth that? Well... What is the most you've paid for a record? Time will tell uh, because, you know, if in 10 years' time he he flips it for $2 million bucks, then you can say, well, that was a hell of a deal. Cause, uh, but, you know, time will tell. The most I've ever paid for a for, uh, record, actually, I bought two, actually, Elvis records from uh, a local DJ, Red Robinson, and I paid 2000 bucks for them. But the the two records were greatly different. One one was uh, in beautiful condition. The other had uh, some groove damage, and I decided it was a, a wall hanger, more of a wall hanger than a record. The last six times I played the the record, it actually played through four times and it skipped twice. So then I thought, well, I'll make it into a wall. What made hanger. it rare, and what record was it? Well, there were two Elvis records. Um, one was uh, the one that I really wanted to to get was uh, two fifteen. Elvis, this is the way Elvis uh, collectors talk about the Sun Elvis uh, records. They 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 call them by their their number. Uh, that is Milkow Blues Boogie. 
and uh, 215 is the rarest. And it was this was a very special stamp sample promo uh, that only d- went to uh, radio stations. Another one was actually. Um, um, good rockin' tonight, but uh, like I say, that was the the one that was damaged, and I've decided just to hang it on the wall. What about the Neil Young record, the Squires? That would be the next uh, most expensive record that I ever bought. That was um, actually almost uh, you, you could almost say that I paid more for that one because it was lesser condition. It had. Uh, uh, the previous or first owner's name written on the label and was only VG plus as opposed to the Elvis record being in mint minus. And how about if we flip it? How about records that you bought or you acquired that are now worth quite a bit of money, Ed, if you might could disclose Boy, the, that. the market is, uh, is so up and down. We were talking about the, the Dick Dameron record the other day, you know, market just fluctuates just so much. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to make uh, definitive statements. Well, how about one that you think that people really want to get a hold of that you have in your collection, Ed? Well, the one that uh, people would want to uh, pay an awful lot of money for, actually it was the first record that I paid over $100 for, was uh, a record uh, done by some guys from Kelowna originally, and that was the Stoltz Brothers. Uh, I think they were working out of Montreal at the time, and they went over to Toronto. They cut a record called Rock and Roll Ride. And, um, oh, Jesus, like uh, 20 years ago, I was offered three grand for it. So it could go for a lot of money. Well, thank you, Ed, for bringing all these interesting political records and records that not only reflect Canada, but USA. And we're going to hear something from the fabulous brothers-in-law. Boy, they were really popular in the, the early '70s. They they um, they were they were hot. They were hot on uh, Canadian TV, and they were cranking out LPs, and uh, they were doing shows all over the country. We've been playing stuff from Canada. We had a bit of Russia in there. This is kind of verging on the USA, even though they're Canadian. We're going to hear Canada, USA by the brothers-in-law on the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show, Promote Devote with special guest DJ Crazy Ab on the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show. This is hot. Oh, we share a common border with a country that you know. Just take a look at your atlas, it's the one that's down below. There's 50 states in the Union and something should be done to forget the war of 1812 and make it 51. There'll be color television, social security, racial segregation and the Birch Society. You can take the Fifth Amendment, you can vote for LBJ. You can even burn your draft card when we're Canada, USA. Now some folks think we're English, which isn't true at all. And some think we're a colony that's run by Charles de Gaulle. But we're looking up to greater things upon that glorious day when the capital of our little state is Ottawa, CA. There'll be color television, social security, racial segregation and the Birch Society. You can cheer for Jimmy Hoffa, you can join the clan today. You can even be a commie when we're Canada, USA. There's a bunch of stripes and 50 stars upon the Yankee flag. 
There's gonna have to be 51 when Canada's in the bag. But when we see the flag unfurled, we'll know we've won the fight. We'll be just before Connecticut in the third row from the right. There'll be color television, social security, racial segregation, and the Birch Society. You can take the Fifth Amendment, you can vote for LBJ. You can even burn your draft card when we're Canada, USA. We'll all be very affluent in the great society. Their buck is worth a dollar ten in Canadian currency. The economy's gonna take a boost for it's very evident that it costs us more to feed a queen than pay a president. There'll be color television, social security, racial segregation and the Birch Society. You can cheer for Jimmy Hoffa, you can join the clan today. You can even be a commie when we're Canada, USA. There'll be no more selling prairie wheat to all the commie crew. There'll be no more Cuban sugar, that's very naughty too. But think of all the benefits that surely have to come when we're citizens of a country that's got the atom bomb. There'll be color television, social security, racial segregation and the Birch Society. You can take the Fifth Amendment, you can vote for LBJ. You can even burn your draft card when we're Canada, USA. Excuse me there, nurse. <laughs> Uh, nurse, yeah, I'm sorry to bother you there, but I've got my hand pretty bad, you see, and I'd like to see the doctor if you... No, I don't have an appointment. It's an emergency. I, I'd just like to see the doctor for... Well, couldn't I give you that information after I see the doctor, nurse? I, I have got my hand. Bobby Morris. That's two B's and two R's. That's right. I'm 29. Well, nurse, I'm sorry I don't look 29. I swear to God I am. Wouldn't lie to you, honey. <laughs> Look. <laughs> Couldn't I please see 5,000 Hollywood Boulevard? <laughs> yes, I rent. No, I'm not a transient lady. <laughs> Look, I just got in the town. No, I don't have any close friends or relatives in this area. Look, could I please just get in there and see the doctor? My hands, I'm an actor. Well, I'm sorry you've never seen me act, ma'am. I really am. <laughs> Look, at that. my hand's beginning to throb now, Lee. My employer is Jerry Lewis Productions. Yes, nurse, he's as crazy off the screen as he is on. Could I please get in there, ma'am? It's beginning to hurt now. I told you I don't have an appointment. I've never been here before. And you let me get in there and see that doctor? I swear I'll never come back. Never again. But, blood? Well, I'm, I'm sorry about the rug. Nurse, I told you I was bleeding. Look, I, I'll pay to have it clean. I'll pay to have it clean. In advance, in advance. Just let me get in there and see. Well, couldn't I tell the doctor what happened? I cut two fingers off the right hand. Yeah, I brought them. They're right here in my pocket. Could, could... Lady, would you stop nudging me back there? I'm trying to talk to the nurse now. What's that, nurse? Oh, she has an appointment? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sorry to bother you. I'll just go outside there and lay down and...
set you free So leave those woes and troubles behind This is the place to be The dizzy skyline, the ski slopes too Vancouver is my town This is the place where in crowds go Come on to BC now Flowers of Victoria Totem bowls and Indians The caribou, the Kootenays too The lakes, the streams, the mountains blue We like Canada, it's the best BC is our home The swing and seashore in the west That British Columbia Fairies take you there How about the Sunshine Coast Garibaldi and Whistler too The skiing there is fun Hydroplane, Miss BC Nothing but sea and sun Stampede is at Williams Lake Regatta at Kelowna The B Break up to the friendly faces welcome you. We like Canada, it's the best. BC is our home. The swing and seashore in the west, that's British Columbia, our home. One more time, there's lots to say about BC. Ned Nutley. And this is Willie Winkley. Tonight, our microphones are set up at the stately Wilting Hotel in Washington. We're going to bring you an on-the-spot report of a campaign dinner for the presidential hopeful John Finnerty. Good evening, Mr. Finnerty. Uh, hello to you, too. Mr. Finnerty, we know you just completed a long campaign tour. How do you feel? Well, I feel so, feel so fine. Well, that's wonderful. Say, Mr. Finnerty, I hate to say anything, but I noticed you're wearing snowshoes. Where have you been? North to Alaska. Cold up there, huh? Oh, excuse me, Mr. Finnerty. I noticed some commotion outside the auditorium. Let's go now to Willie Winkley. 
This is Willie Winkley outside. There seems to be as many Dixon supporters as Trinity fans here tonight. They've been on hand most of the evening harassing the crowd as they made their way in. Right now they're singing the Dixon campaign song. Uh-oh, there may be some trouble now. Several Finity supporters have attacked the leader of this Dixon group. They're... Good grief, they're tearing his clothes off. The police are moving in now. I'm going to try to get over there if I can. Uh, excuse me, sir, you're on my mic cord. Pardon me. Ah, here we are. Here's the leader of this Dixon group. Would you say something to our audience, sir? What am I doing here? This is Ned Dudley back on the rostrum. Mr. Finnerty, you no doubt heard that disturbance by the Dixon supporters. Do you have anything to say? Why is everybody always picking on me? Mr. Finnerty, according to the latest polls, your greatest strength is in the New England states. Now, we know you're a native son, but what has really made you so popular? I do the shimmy when I walk down the street. Okay, now let's get down to issues, Mr. Finnerty. What is one of the biggest problems you face in this campaign? People tell me I'm too young. And what do you think? Cheerio, don't you know that's wrong? Oh, incidentally, Mr. Finnerty, I see both of your brothers are here tonight. Now, oh, they've been quite active throughout your campaign. Is there anyone else back home that's carrying the Finnerty banner? Yeah, you should see my Lucy. And what has she done to help your campaign? She wore an Mr. Finnerty, we're going to let you go, but just one or two more questions. Uh, if you're elected, how do you plan to spend most of your time? And looking at the election realistically, what do you do if you lose? You go downtown to the pawn shop and get yourself a pistol. Thank you, Mr. John Finnerty. This is Ned Nutley on the rostrum. And this is Willie Weekly on the wagon. We're on our way across town to attend a rally for the other candidate for president, Nick Dixon. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Ned Nutley, and this is Willie Winkley. We've just arrived at Dixon for president headquarters. I'm going to try to get to the podium to talk with Mr. Dixon. Uh, excuse me, young man. You're, you're blocking the aisle. Pardon me. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm at the podium now, and here is candidate Dixon. Mr. Dixon, you've got quite a crowd here tonight. Look at him out there. Running around like a bunch of wild engines. Uh, let me ask you this, Mr. Dixon. How often are you holding your campaign meetings now that the election is just around the corner? Three nights a week. Mr. Dixon, you've just completed a whistle-stop tour through the South. What do you think your chances are in that part of the country? A million to one. And what do you think caused this unpopularity in the southern states? I do the shimmy when I walk down the street. This is Willie Winkley. Mr. Dixon's lovely wife is also here tonight. Mrs. Dixon, election time is not far away. What's the first thing you want to do when the campaign is finally over? Well, that's fine, but getting down to more serious things, if your husband is elected, you as First Lady will have a great deal of influence. What would you suggest to him? Well, thank you, Mrs. Nixon. Now back to Ned Nutley. This is Ned Nutley. Mr. Dixon, just one or two more questions, if you don't mind. 
A looking back over the years, just what inspired you to go into politics in the first place? Fame fortune. And if you're elected, how do you plan to spend most of your time? Driving at a hot rod Lincoln. And sir, if you should lose, what will you be doing? Making artificial flowers. Thank you, Mr. Dixon. This is Ned Nutley. And this is Willie Winkley. You've heard the views of both candidates here tonight, but of course the final decision is up to you. As for the people attending this dinner and rally, they're voicing their choice right now. Happy Hans Kiput with the number one song in East Berlin today. Don't fence me. Why do you, some kind of nut? Comrades, due to a sudden seizure, Happy Hans will be unable to continue. He will be replaced by Boris the Spinner, the people's disc jockey. And now, here is the new number one song in our fair city. I'm gonna knock on your door by the secret police. I'm gonna knock on your door. Here is a news bulletin. Our latest space missile mysteriously blew up on takeoff today. Sabotage is suspected. Communist headquarters wants to know. And now for a record glorifying our beautiful Siberia. Come on, come on, let me show you where it's at. The name of the place is... You got to like it like that. And now for local news. Good evening, comrades. It has been reported that a good party member has turned in his eight-year-old daughter for the sabotage of today's missile test. She admitted putting the ram in the Amalama Ding Dong. The father of the little girl has dedicated this song to her somewhere in Siberia. Take good care of my baby. And now a word from our sponsor. Comrades! Does your chewing gum lose its flavor on the bedpost overnight? If so, try Papa Nikita's chewing gum. It comes in four delicious flavors. Borscht, vodka, caviar, and halvar. And for short time only, special offer. Send in 600 gum wrappers and you will receive absolutely nothing. Our next song is dedicated to our great leader, Premier Khrushchev. You must have been a beautiful baby. Cause baby, won't you look at you now? Uh-oh, here comes secret police. Goodbye, comrade wife. This is the People's Disc Jockey signing off with my neighbor's And you're still listening to the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show with special guest DJ. Crazy Ed! What have we been doing today on the Nardwar, the human serviette radio show, Ed? Please tell me. We want to promote the vote. You don't want to end up on the fascism governments. Go out and vote. We have been promoting all different types of records, too, not just Canadian political records. We've been promoting some international records as well. What can you tell the people, Ed? There's a lot of what can you tell the people about what we just heard right there. Dickie Goodman. How did that fit into our Canadian political show? 
Well, that was pretty political. Boy, that was uh, going back to the days when uh, Germany was split into East and West. And, of course, the East was uh, controlled by the, um, let's see, who was it controlled by anyway? The Russians, I guess. Who we had a bit of Russian stuff in yeah. the Nerdwater Human Serviette radio show with Russian bandstand way back when. And I think Dickie liked it because uh, he did his own version with the Berlin Top Ten. And that's a cut-in record, right? Is that the name of that, a cut-in record? They call it a cut-in or a break. In, that's right, because they break into the story to put, play a little bit of uh, whatever. And before that, some American political stuff. Winkley and Natley? That was um, from November 1960. So that was uh, the very time, the very month that uh, JFK was getting elected. And that was uh, his campaign versus Richard Milhouse Nixon. And that was our American component right there. Yeah. And before that, we heard the Brothers Forbes with Happening BC, a selection that I selected that I have a couple copies of, but you did not want to buy, Ed. What is your criteria for buying a record? I love the Brothers Forbes. We like BC. It's the best. I have an extra copy, but you are not interested at all. What is your criteria, Ed? Well, these days, I think I got too many records. Uh, and I think oh, I you're should... being polite. I've, I've been, uh, well, the thing is, I've been, been moving, you see. So uh, all of the, these things have been coming to bear. Wait, wise. That was the Brothers Forbes with Happening BC. And before that, we had Emergency. Bob Donner. And is that Canadian? No, that was American. And of course, it was about the American health system. And, Which uh, relates to politics. Yeah, well, you know, it's part of it. And um, yeah, that uh, that that goes to show, um, you know, how that probably not too far from the truth. Uh, you know, if you go to uh, an, uh, the emergency in the, the United States, you could have a problem. People get turned away. And you actually heard that on the radio before? Yeah, they played it on local radio back in the day. That's right. It never charted, but uh, it was it was getting airplay. And before that, we heard the brothers-in-law with Canada, USA, a very, very political song that could be covered by a Canadian punk band, don't you think? Yeah, all, all we need is, is the punk band to cover that one. It was amazing. The brothers-in-law with Canada, USA, very, very political. All part of Promote the... Promote the vote! This Monday, October 19th. Get out there and vote. Vote early and vote often. And here's a political song to end the Nardwarta Human Serviette radio show. What do we have here? The Raftsman. That's a very Canadian name, isn't it? The Raftsman. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, this this is a song that was written by um, Oscar Brand, who was from Winnipeg. He was a very famous folky back in the day. He recorded just a ton of records. Um, some of them were very risque, I, I must say, but... Um, Oh, he had a song, uh, Winnipeg Whore, didn't he? Um, yeah, that was one of them. That's right. Yes, correct. So aside from that gem, he also wrote this. Yes, and uh, this was a very famous song. They, actually, they, this charted in Toronto uh, at number 47 uh, for a couple of weeks, but it, it got played uh, an awful lot on, on political shows for a long, long time. It was from January 64, but this is, this is a feel-good song about Canada. Anything else you want to tell the people out there at all, Crazy Ed? Thanks for coming in to the Nardwar to Human Serviette radio show. Really well, appreciate it. Thank you for having me, Nardwar. Well, uh, thanks so much, Ed, and doot-doot-a-loot-doo. Doot-doo.
I have walked across the sand on the Grand Banks of Newfoundland, lays down the ridge of the Miramichi, seen the waves tear and roar at the stone coast of Labrador, watched them roll back to the great northern sea. From the Vancouver Island to the Alberta Highland, across the prairies, the lakes, the Ontario stars, from the sound of Mount Royal's chimes, up to the Maritimes, something to sing about this land of ours. I have welcomed the dawn from the fields of Saskatchewan, followed the sun to the Vancouver shore, watched it climb shiny new up the snow peaks of Caribou, up to the clouds where the wild Rockies soar. From the Vancouver Island to the Alberta Highland, across the prairies, the lakes to Ontario's towers, from the sound of Mount Royal's chimes, up to the Maritimes, something to sing about this land of ours. I have wandered my way to the wild wood of Hudson Bay, treated my toes to Quebec's morning dew. Where the sweet summer breeze kissed the leaves of the maple trees, sharing the song that I'm singing to you. From the Vancouver Island to the Alberta Highland, across the prairies, the lakes to Ontario's towers, from the sound of Mount Royal's chimes, up to the Maritimes, something to sing about this land of ours. Yes, there's something to sing about, tune up a string about, call out in chorus or quietly hum of a land that's still young with a ballad that's still unsung, telling the promise of great things to come. From the Vancouver Island to the Upper Highland, across the prairies, the lakes to Ontario's house, from the sound of Mount Royal's chimes. Up to the Maritimes, something to sing about this land of ours. This land of ours. Radio show. Is brewed fresh and served fresh at the peak of its flavor. If you're a tough customer, only the taste of this radio show will do. So go ahead, let Dunkin' Donuts make your radio experience exquisite. Indeed. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts, serving sweet treats from the pop underground. Thursdays, noon to one. 